The Today's Homeowner Radio Podcast is brought to you by The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Welcome to Today's Homeowner with Danny Lipford, your partner in home improvement. Everyone has questions about their home. We've got the answers, and we have a few laughs along the way. Informative, entertaining, and sometimes off the wall. Home improvement has never been this much fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. Danny Lipford here, along with my co-host, Joe Truini. And this week, like every week, we've got a lot of information lined up that we want to share with you. I mean, a lot of information with questions that are coming in from all over the country, emails, a lot of other things there. Actually, during this hour, we're going to talk about restaining your kitchen cabinets. You know, over the years, so many people have decided to paint their kitchen cabinets, which is certainly a great option and and is a fantastic do it-yourself type of project that really can net some beautiful results, but sometimes you just want to freshen up what you have. How far do you have to go when you're staining those kitchen cabinets, bathroom cabinets, or maybe that large entertainment center that you have in your family room? Either way, we're going to tell you step-by-step what you need to do to make sure it's a success. Also, we've got another grill to tell you about, another brand new grill. Technology is invading the backyard. We'll tell you all about it. Also, can you freshen up a concrete countertop? Boy, those things are durable, but like anything in the kitchen, it's going to get a little wear and tear. What can you do? Also, we have a little trouble with some weather stripping on a door that's just being a little stubborn, and we're used to stubborn situations, so we're going to take care of that. Also, plenty of emails, and Joe, what about that simple solution coming up in just a bit? Well, it's a quick tip, and when you're installing molding against walls, you know, baseboard molding or chair rail, something like that, even crown molding, how important it is to drive the nail into the center of a stud. So I have a Mm -hmm. quick tip on how to make sure you are hitting those studs each and every time. All right. Perfect. Perfect. And we want to hear from you. We want to always uh, share with you how you can reach out to us. Uh, You know, one thing that we don't mention a lot, but you can certainly reach out through us through the Today's Homeowner Facebook page. Get a lot of information there. We have over 200,000 followers there and a lot of things that are posted every single day that can help you around your home. Also, you can pick up the phone and call us anytime. 800-946-4420 is the Today's Homeowner Hotline. And you can always send us an email. We've got some great emails this week, and you can send us one right now at todayshomeowner.com slash ask. Hey, Danny, before we roll on and start answering some questions, I understand that you shot the very last episode this past week of your 25th, the end of the 25th season. Is that unbelievable? Yeah. 25th yeah. season. And I wanted—I don't want to give it away too much. I want to share with our listeners what that special project was you guys were working on. Well, we've been working on it for a long time or planning it, and it all came together in three and a half days. It's pretty amazing. Um, if, if you're not familiar with the USS Alabama battleship, it's a iconic uh, tourist destination right in the bay in Mobile, Alabama. And we started thinking about, you know, what what we could do. We wanted a community service project. We wanted something that people would all get behind. We wanted something that kind of dovetailed with what we started last year in a um, a visit mobile kind of campaign. We really wanted to make everybody aware because so many people that come in and visit, we have people that we fly in, all kinds of, of people that come in that are involved in the TV and radio show, and they always are amazed at all the different things that are, that are um, available to you in and around mobile, particularly the USA. 
Access Alabama. So we actually taped a segment um, out there, Joe, for one of the national commercials that we did. And I started looking okay. around yep. going, this is it. This is perfect. So we rallied the troops. Over 100 people volunteered to help us out. Great. And we had um, help from companies all over our area. And boy, we went to work and uh, it was um, um, some long, hot days. But boy, the Today's Homeowner team rallied and all of the community rallied. And when you get all of those people together, man, you can get a lot of work done. Yeah, I bet. And and I, to tell you truth, I wasn't, I live in Connecticut, so I wasn't all that familiar with on US, USS Alabama, but it's so much more than just the ship because it's, it's the, um, it's a memorial park, a battleship memorial park. And I saw that they have not only the battleship, but they have aircraft there and tanks and artillery. Submarine. And, and there's a Even submarine a I submarine saw. submarine you can yeah. walk through. When's the last time you walked through a submarine? I don't know. Uh, not if I ever have now that yeah. I, <laughs> I know I've, it, been, so. I've been on aircraft carriers, but I don't think I've ever been. No, I've been in a submarine. And these are all World War II vintage. Is that correct? correct? Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it is, yeah. It is, it is amazing um, with all of the different things they have, both inside and outside to see over a hundred acres there of all kinds of different things. As you mentioned, the memorials that are very, very special to a lot of our um, fall, fallen servicemen and and just a lot of other things. So what we did, we just wanted to make it a little prettier. The staff out there does a fantastic job. I don't even know how they can yeah. possibly get around to everything, but one of the things we did, which I was amazed at how much work they got done on it with our volunteers, and of course we had one of our member or several members of my construction company kind of as team leaders, but they painted a, a large part of the bow of the ship. And, you know, they, of course, painted it battleship gray and all of the weapons that are on there, all of the yeah. guns and cannons and such um, are uh, were all painted black. And uh, everybody was such good mood. And we we uh, ran through that. Now, I'll tell you something that we did there, Joe, because this time of the year, of course, you have a lot of afternoon showers. Sure. Something that we did uh, with a paint additive that a lot of people aren't familiar with, Japan Dry or Jap Dry. Oh, yeah. Yep. And it's just that little additive, as you know, Speeds that you up can, the drawing of the paint, right? right? That you can yeah. add to oil paint, and you, of course, you have to do it right. You don't want to, you know, accelerate it too much. Sure. But but that worked just perfectly with a few little little showers we got late in the afternoon. Didn't affect the paint job at all, and uh, turned out fantastic. And uh, when we used lots and lots of gallons of paint, and oh, I bet. Um, yeah. they were all donated by a local company, which was fantastic. But also um, uh, thousands of dollars worth of plants. Um, a lot of the knockout roses, which everybody absolutely loves. And we planted trees. We planted all kinds of things around there to really beautify the front of it. Pressure washing. I think we pressure washed about an acre. <laughs> I mean, not real, not really, but prior, prior but, to painting. Wow, they pressure wash. Well, these yeah. are the sidewalks and things. That, oh, I see. Yeah, because it is more large, than just like I said, it's more than just a ship. You have beautiful oh, grounds there. Yeah, yeah ab absolutely. And I mean, even we washed windows. We we dusted. We um, did a lot of other things in touching up um, paint as much as that we as much as we possibly could, and uh, it really did turn out well. But again, as I said earlier, it's amazing <clears throat> what you can do when you have a little bit of guidance. Yep. A few little resources, and you've got all of the community that comes together because the people that come out to community service projects, they're just just—they're not out there for a, a free T-shirt, a free meal, and a photo opportunity. Right. They really want to do, like all of us want to do when we're doing a home improvement project, is look over your shoulder at the end of the day and go, yeah, I did that. So it's, yeah. it's kind of cool. And also, Joe, kind of neat, one of the 
Um, young young girls that were there working on it, one of our um, local real, real estate agent um, mentioned to me, she says, you know what? Every time I drive by that thing, I'm going to think about the time I spent painting that's, the, that's the battleship. Right. How yeah. many people can say, hey. I painted a battleship. Yeah, you know? what'd you do this weekend? Oh, I bat- painted a battleship. Well, I've been <laughs> I've been traveling down to Mobile to work with Danny for over 20 years, and I must say, there's a lot of civic pride in the Mobile area for um, you know for the city and for the environment, and the, you know it's such a beautiful spot to be. If you ever want a vacation, you never thought of going to Mobile, check it out. It's it's really it's historic. It has this historic significance, but it's also just a beautiful spot. Well, it is. It's it's a beautiful spot. Uh, um, also, the birthplace of Jimmy Buffett and uh, Hank, Hank Aaron, Aaron and yeah. a whole lot of other yeah. cool, famous people. And uh, so anyway, we're glad, glad to promote it and, and look forward uh, to showing you that episode that will be coming up in July, July, uh, the week of the 15th, I believe. Okay. Uh, you'll hear a lot more about it as we get closer to that. And you can always go to today's com and find out more. And a special thanks to everybody that volunteered, all the great companies that um, helped us out with a lot of the different um, things. And, and check out today's homeowner uh, Facebook page and you'll see a lot of the behind the scenes and um, it, it's pretty cool. You know, they're undergoing a complete replacement of the teak um, uh, the, the teak surface on the ship. The and deck talk- of the ship is teak. Yeah. Wow. You're talking, you're talk- and, and it's, it's never been done. So it's 70 right. something years old or more than that. And, um, and so they're, re- you know, replacing all of that. And it was kind of cool. They presented me with a piece of the old teak with oh, a, great. A, a wonderful little plaque honored celebrating our 25th year. So anyway, it was a, it was a, um, a warm, fuzzy weekend uh, or week uh, with uh, all the things that we've got done. Yep. And we're, we're proud that we were able to, to put it all together. And again, can't wait for everybody to see that particular episode. Hey, we're just getting started here on today's Homeowner Radio. We're so glad that you're spending some of your busy weekend with us. I guarantee you we're going to share something with you, a lot of things with you that you can use around your home. You're listening to today's Homeowner Radio. We'll be right back. Today's homeowner is brought to you by The Home Depot. How doers get more done. And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. We are so appreciative of all the wonderful stations all over the country that air the Today's Homeowner Radio Show each week, including KLCJ 104.1 FM in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Hello to everybody there in, in that part of the country, and we want to hear from you, and we make it really easy. If you like to send emails, well, we like to get them, and you can send us one anytime at todayshomeowner.com slash ask, or you can call us on the hotline, 800 800-946-4420. That's exactly what Laura in Ohio did. Laura, welcome to the show, and tell us what's going on around your house. Thank you. Happy to be here on the show. Thank you. Okay. Um, I'm redoing kitchen cabinets that are kind of like oak wood, mm-hmm. and they've never been done with it for as long as uh, my mom lived in the home. For fifty-seven years, maybe. Oh, oh wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she unfortunately left us, you know, uh, last year, mm-hmm. and left me the home. So now I'm in this home trying to do what I can for it. The cupboards are so grimy and um, full of dirt, and 
just gunk. And yeah. so I decided, hey, let's save some money instead of knocking them out and buying, you know, new because I'm not going to live there forever. Mm-hmm. Let's just save some money and uh, sand them. And then just throw on some finishing uh, paint. Are you thinking about painting them or are you thinking about uh, uh, doing some type of stain similar? I have, yeah. Well, it's called finish. It's like a stained. Uh-huh. So stain, right. It's okay. polyurethane yeah. finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of like the same, close to the same color. It's kind of dark. Uh-huh. Do, do you have any, uh, currently, do you have any peeling or chipping on the cabinets anywhere or do they just look tired? No, there's, no, there's. As far as the wood chipping or? The old finish. The actual finish, the stain that's on it now. Oh, yeah, no, no, there's good. there's none of that. Good, good. Well, one one thing you can do when you when you have cabinets uh, like that, too, there, there's several different steps. We can kind of uh, th- throw a, a couple options there. One would be just thoroughly clean the cabinets. And I'm talking about using a citrus cleaner and really getting all of the grease and grime and all the things that build up on kitchen cabinets and get it completely off. Right then, you may go, wow, I did not know that it would make that much of a difference. Uh, then a second step from that could be applying a coat of clean clear polyurethane over it. Now, that could be a water base or an oil base, and you can basically just put one light coat over everything. It kind of revitalizes it a little bit. I talk about, you know, like putting armor all on the dashboard of your car and what a difference it makes. That's similar to what could happen with this, that it could, you know, um, just kind of brighten it up, make it look a little more uniform. Now, that's one way and and a good uh, place to start, but if you want to go more extensive than that, uh, then you would need to sand and possibly strip off all of the existing stain as much as you can. Um, Sometimes in the grooves there, it can be a challenge to get all of it off, but just kind of take it easy. Use the right sandpaper. You can always also, again, use the citrus stripper that allows you to strip off that finish. And then you just want to kind of clean them well before you restain and repolyurethane. Now, I kind of ran through that fairly quickly, but it kind of gives you an overview of different options that you can go with. But if you don't have any failure of the finish and it's just looking old, I would suggest just trying to clean and possibly um, polyurethane them. And uh, I think you'll be pretty satisfied with that, with that step and that reduced amount of work that you could be doing. I wish that would be the case. There's absolutely <laughs> no way of cleaning these. I mean, I could tell. It looks like someone tried to even scrape the gunk off of it. Oh, You know, I where see. you grab the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the handle. My, okay, and I have seven cabinets on top, seven cabinet doors on the bottom, and ten drawers. So, and the drawers aren't bad, but mm-hmm. I already sanded the, the cabinet doors. Mm-hmm. Um, my problem is the trim at the top. I didn't get all of it. Um, I was kind of pooping out, you know, <laughs> yeah, up, you. <laughs> um, up there, you know, at the top by the ceiling. Mm-hmm. So I did get most, but you could just still see a little bit. I mean, it's not nice like I did the doors. Uh-huh. Um, can I use something to... Uh, maybe, like you said, that citrus stuff or something to, yeah. to wipe yeah, you that might stuff use the, 
you might try the citrus stripper uh, to help in some of those grooves. You might also pick up a sponge sander, and it's just like it sounds. It's a little sponge that has an abrasive side on it, and that allows you to kind of push that into those grooves and into those, you know, ridges a little bit more in order to remove the rest of that finish because you do want to get as much of it off as you possibly can before you restain it. Then when you restain okay. it, it'll soak into the pores of the wood. You want to make sure you're getting all of the the dust off of it and then really uh, evenly apply the stain. You'll normally apply that stain with a brush and then lightly rub it down with a, a rag for the consistency. And I think, mm -hmm. um, I think you'll, you'll, you'll see immediately, you'll see the pores of that wood accepting that stain and ready for mm -hmm. the polyurethane after that dries for a day. Okay. What exactly is a sponge sander? Yeah, um, a sponge sander. I mean, it's a, it's it's um, not mechanical. It's just a a manual oh. thing that you buy, and, and I would say it's probably about oh about four inches long. It's just about the size of a, a, a of a cell phone or or a sponge, a traditional kitchen sponge, and then it just has sand, sandpaper on one side. But it, it's flexible so that it can get down into the grooves of the wood fairly easily. And uh, boy, it makes it a lot easier to do than trying to conform sandpaper into those ridges like that. I can try that. That uh -huh. would be definitely because I I understand uh, what you're saying about you want to get that old stuff off because when you paint you're going to have that little lump there if there's anything left on there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Where would you find those at Home Depot? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Home Depot has lots of different types. And Joe, what type of grit would you be looking at on that? A uh, hundred grit, you think, or is that too aggressive? Yeah, Laura. Typically, the at least the sanding sponges I have. They're completely coated in abrasive, and there's a smoother side and a more coarse side. But they're, mm -hmm. even the coarse side is is not that coarse. It's probably, like Danny said, it's probably 100 grit. And then on the other side might be 120, which is a little smoother. But, um, yeah, it will fit into those contours. Um, and But to get the – but you need to remove as much gunk, as you're calling it, as possible, because otherwise it's going to clog up any kind of sandpaper or sanding sponge you have. So you're going to want to scrape it put on the citrus strip and scrape it or, or however you need to do to get that off as much of that gunk off first, because otherwise, like I said, you can't okay. sand it off. Yes. Okay, well, the, the part I'm talking about in the trim is, yep. is at the very top by the ceiling and it don't have much gunk. Because, right. Okay, you know, good. It, it wasn't good. Yeah. It wasn't touched up there. I'm just having a hard time with the grooves. Yeah. Well, um, you can get, I would ha highly recommend getting a, a paint scraper set. It comes with one handle and three or four different blades, and you just snap them on, and they're concave and convex and some pointed ones, and they're specifically designed for getting in that, those grooves and those, oh. any kind of profile. Um, so pick up one of those, and, okay. um, and, and you'll see, and again, soften it up with some citrus strip, and then scrape it all out. Just be careful not to gouge the wood. And I'm glad you called today because we re usually recommend refinishing your cabinets every 57 years. So you called <laughs> you called at just the right time. My boy, almost a time limit almost expired. So. <laughs> My mom had a lot of kids to raise. Kids, well, it sounds so. like she did a great job with you. So good luck. She did. Well, Thank you. Well, Laura, thanks, thanks so much for being a part of the show today. And uh, I can see you've already gotten a great start on it. So just be patient. It takes a little bit of time to do it. But, man, once they're done, you, you can get another 57 years out of it. So yes. I think it'll be a success. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I would definitely appreciate all your input. Okay, our pleasure. Well, you take care, and you, ha you have a great week. Thank you. You too.
All righty. Hey, you're listening to today's Homeowner Radio. When we come back, we're going to tell you about a brand new grill that's available. Boy, technology has really made that backyard grill in a whole different experience. We'll tell you all about it when we come back. You're listening to today's Homeowner Radio. Today's Homeowner is brought to you by Pavestone, creating beautiful landscapes. And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show, where it's time for our best new product segment brought to you by the Home Depot. How doers get more done. If your happy place is outside at the grill with a crowd to feed, you'll love the new Ironwood Wi-Fi pellet grill and smoker from Traeger. This model features 924 square inches of cooking space and a color touchscreen. Wait a minute, a touchscreen? On a grill? Yeah, to give you the ultimate control for preparing your backyard feast. Dual wall construction and smart combustion technology ensure consistent cooking temperatures so you can focus on the food and not on worrying about any management of the fire. And this model's uh, free flow fire pot and super uh, smoke mode allows you to manage the amount of smoke your meals get. So you can control the smoke. You've got a lot more control over this all through the Wi-Fi touchscreen Plus, cleanup is easy because grease and ash are collected in one convenient keg so that you can dispose of that. So, for more information on this Traeger Ironwood XL Wood Pellet Grill, log on to Home Depot. Summer's just getting started. You might as well treat yourself to a nice uh, grill like this. Yeah. You'll have a good summer. It's only a matter of time until you can get HBO on your grill. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm sure this uh, watch a nice movie while you're burning your steaks. I know it. I know. But it's great that you can get that consistency and not, as they mentioned, not have to manage the fire so much. That's right. Let's get right back to the hotline. To the today's homeowner hotline is 800 946 4420. That's where we have Luann from Florida right now. Luann, welcome to the show and tell us what's going on around your house there. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Well, we purchased a home in Florida Mm -hmm. and it has the cement. Uh, countertop and we're not ready to redo the kitchen but the countertops need a lot of help certain areas the finish has come off um i guess from water and whatever the high usage areas and i'm wondering if there's an easy fix to reseal i guess probably have to sand something down and reseal and use something that um you can put food on Sure, sure, sure. That's yeah. a, that's a good that's a good point because a lot of people don't realize that. You know, concrete countertops were really, really popular quite a while back, and then it didn't seem like they went very well. Then they came back, you know, in a flurry with everybody loving the concrete countertops for both inside and outside uses, but. We found that the consistency of the finish is not the same with everything. Everybody does it a little bit different. So uh, Joe and I were actually talking about how concrete countertops have been out there long enough to probably need a little TLC. And, Joe, you mentioned something, a a product, I believe, if if I remember, that uh, was designed just for that. Yeah, exactly, Luann. First of all, concrete countertops seem to be indestructible, but as we know from concrete being used anywhere, it's really relatively soft in the grand scheme of things, and it's also porous, so it's not unusual for a finish to fail or for staining to happen on a concrete countertop. Um, mm-hmm. But there is a there is a product 
um, it, it, ordinarily, let me back up one second. Ordinarily, when you need to refinish a concrete countertop, you have to call in a professional concrete countertop contractor um, to to see how much damage has been done to the surface and how the, how to blend it all in with another color or the same color. But there is a, a DIY system, and it's called Finale. I just like the word finale, F-I-N-A-L-E, finale DIY concrete countertop system. And I would definitely try this first because if it doesn't quite give you the look you want, you know worse off than you are now. Then you would have to probably call call in a pro. And and it's basically like a four-step system, and it's not unlike what the professionals do. They come in first, they clean it really well, remove any finish or staining or anything that's on there. Then they scuff it up a little bit, which is essentially like a light sanding or a buffing with an abrasive cream or something like that, depending on the process. And then they clean it again because you got to get a, get all that off it. And then they'll prime it and stain it and or paint it or whatever it is they whatever finish they're going to put it or just a clear finish. So that's those are the basic steps. But this one, this finale, is specifically designed for DIYers. So I would certainly try that before you do anything else. So tr- try that. I'm sure you can find that online or or. Uh, go to the man, go to the finale.com, I suspect, and they'll probably have a list of stores in your area that might carry it. I'm not sure how widespread this is distributed, so you might have to order it online. But either way, I, I think trying the DIY route first, which we don't always recommend, but in this case, I think you're not going to damage it, certainly. It just might right. not give you the effect that you want. Right. And that, this is basically the advice that I was hoping for because I'm not in love with the countertops. Oh, okay. So I, I don't, I don't want to have to spend money to have the professional come in and redo them. Well, then I'm I have, with. yeah. Well, Luann, I'm glad you mentioned it because I have another option. I, I assuming you wanted to save these countertops. In fact, I'll let Danny jump in here because he's more familiar with the Deitch products. But okay. I don't know if you've heard if you've heard us talk about um, yeah, I, I think Deitch coatings, but that yeah, might I be think, a good option. Yeah, here. that's a good that's a good option as well, Luann. You could go to Deitch Coatings. Dot com. That's D-A-I-C-H coatings.com. And um, and look at some of the options there. Uh, boy, it works great on a concrete countertop. Really works great on any kind of countertop. But you might be surprised that you could turn that into something that no one will know that it's not marble or granite. And it's a very simple uh, process to do that. So that might be another option for you. Oh, and this is also a DIY? Oh yeah, very much yeah. so. They have they have these nice little kits that are um, pretty. I mean, you might be able to do your entire countertop for less than a hundred dollars, and Ooh. it has every single thing that you need in there, and a lot of different options in colors. I'm pretty impressed with it. We've used it a number of times. I know the owner of the company and the inventor of the product, Peter Deitch, and uh, it's it's the real deal. It is, and it's they have amazing. videos online too, right, Danny? That Luann could see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can go to todayshomeowner.com or you can go to deitchcoatings.com and see the exact process and the colors that are all available. Oh, this is wonderful. And you spelled that D-A-I-C-H? Yes, ma'am. That's correct. Deitchcoatings.com. Okay. Wow, this is wonderful information. Good, good. I think that sounds like a plan. You know, the countertop um, represents such a large square footage surface in a kitchen, which means when you do something to that, it affects the whole kitchen. So I think you'll be well pleased with with what can turn out from that. And if you run into anything at all, just let us know. We're happy to help you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Okay, Luann. Well, you have a a great day and a great week, and I hope we can help you again. Thank you, and same to you. 
All righty. Thank you. We want to remind you again, you can send us emails anytime, todayshomeowner.com slash ask, as well as the hotline, just like Luann did, at 800-946-4420. Hey, coming up, we're going to be talking about trouble with a little bit of weather stripping. We're going to talk about what you can do to make sure that once you put the weather stripping on, it stays on. You're listening to Today's Homeowner Radio. We'll be right back. Today's homeowner is brought to you by Today's homeowner is brought to you by Custom Building Products, the leader in flooring preparation products and tile and stone installation systems. And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. Danny Lipford here along with my buddy Joe Truini. And we've got a lot of great emails that came in this week. And we would encourage you to send us one anytime you wish by simply going to todayshomeowner.com slash asked. This one came in from South Carolina. Uh, Robert's doing a little repair around his house and said, in painting my front door and putting new weather stripping on, the weather stripping pulls off the paint even though we let it dry for two days. We used a water-based paint, not oil. Help us out. Well, anytime you have a situation where you suspect your paint, particularly latex, not drying well, you need to make sure the paint is good and has not separated and make sure you stir it really, really good because separation can take place. And a lot of times, separation in paint is where the drying agent in it kind of separates from the actual pigment. So you want to make sure that it's stirred up so that it will dry uh, as it should and evenly. And also, when you're uh, painting a door, of course, uh, anytime you can take it off the hinges, lay it horizontal is always best. But sometimes you just need to paint it in place, and that's fine. Take off the hardware, paint it, and then um, uh, allowing a fan to blow on it will help accelerate it. Um, a um, hair dryer also can help you kind of speed it up a little bit. You don't want to get it too close or too intense on it. And then you want to make sure it's good and dry. But where the weather stripping is, is another place. Pull the weather stripping out, sand it pretty well around there, repaint it, and of course, allow it to dry. Now, often you can close the front door with the weather stripping not in place and your two uh, um, freshly painted surfaces surfaces will not meet in most doors and then allow it to dry a couple days uh, and it should dry well if you have the paint there and so forth. Then you put the weather stripping on it and you don't have any problem at all. Now, if you can catch it on a good day that you can leave that open a good bit, air out the house a little bit, it works even better. But Joe, that can be very frustrating when you, um, you know, sometimes just some paint just won't dry as fast as others, but you've got to have it really dry when you're compressing that um, new weather stripping on a door like that. Yeah. And especially if you're, if you've got a metal door, which the paint's not soaking into, you know, it takes a little while to dry, but it sounds like Robert may have painted the door, then pulled off the old weather stripping, which is really smart to replace the weather stripping when you're putting on a new door. Cause you, when you're painting a, a door, an old door, cause you might as well get new, new weather stripping while you're at it. What I would recommend is pull off the old weather stripping before painting. And then like Danny said, sand it, remove any, if there's a metal door, remove any rust. If it's a wooden door, remove any peeling paint or finish, whatever's on there, and then paint it, wait till it's good and dry, and then install the old weather stripping. Because this way you eliminate the issue of pulling off the old weather stripping and ruining the new, the new paint. 
But what a good time of the year to be doing that kind of thing. First of all, the weather stripping and making sure it's good is going to make it more energy efficient, make it easier to keep your house nice and comfortable during the uh, summertime. Uh, and it looks better when that, that beautiful, nice, fresh painted door, you hate to see old weather stripping. So hopefully uh, that'll, that'll help you out there, uh, Robert, and being able to get that all straight. Hey, you know, we talk a lot about Deitch coatings and uh, you, you really need to go to DeitchCoatings.com and check out all the things that people Peter Deitch has developed over the years. Well, Peter's at it again with a brand new product called Rock Patch. Now, we're giving away one gallon of Deitch Coatings brand new Rock Patch every day uh, between now and the 18th. So you only have a few more days to, to enter this. And what you need to do is in order to enter our contest, all you have to do is go to todayshomeowner.com slash giveaway for your chance to receive one gallon of Rock Patch. Now, you know, and again, go to uh, DeitchCoatings.com and you can find out all about Rock Patch. Brand new product that may be just the solution if you're having a few challenges with any of your concrete. So you don't, don't delay. Go ahead and enter right now, todayshomeowner.com slash giveaway. Now, another um, subject that we had a, a while back, Joe, is about garbage disposals. People, That's you right. know, the, yeah. the somewhat of a, I don't know, there's always controversy and, and myths out there, but people say, if I have a septic tank, I can't have a garbage disposal. I heard that for years. Well, that's not true with the caveat that you need to be easy in how you, be, be careful in how you use your garbage disposal and, and don't put too much down in there, a little at a time, make sure you grind it up good, make sure you have plenty of water behind it so that your garbage disposal works well and also it works well And when you put it into um, the septic tank. You have a lot of people that are worried about garbage disposals and septic tanks. And for people who are especially worried about it, they do make, I think Insincorator, I know, makes a garbage disposal that has an enzyme injection system where every time you use it, it injects some enzymes, which help break down the compounds in the septic tank. And it doesn't upset the, the balance of the bacteria in the system that breaks down the food in the septic tank. So an enzyme injection system. Wow. Man, yeah. How do you like that? <laughs> things are getting very modern and that's why you should be listening to today's homeowner radio each and every week. We keep up with all of these things. Speaking of which, coming up is simple solution time you don't want to miss this when joe has another one really teed up for us when we come back you're listening to today's home on the radio today's homeowner is brought to you by fluid master find out more at shop.fluidmaster.com so glad to be with you each and every week and so happy for Joe to be able to share with you another simple solution. What do you have, Joe? All right, Danny, I came up with this one just uh, last week when I was nailing up some baseboard moldings and I was getting started the way I always do is find the studs and then mark it on the floor. So that when I put the molding in place, I know where they're driving the nails. And the way I used to do that was with a small piece of painter's tape I would just put on the floor right in front of the stud. But I don't know if you've, anybody's bought painter's tape recently, and um, but they are ridiculous. It's ridiculously expensive, and I had no, and I, I had no desire to waste tape. So I just used. I went down to the basement. I was looking around for what I could use, and we still have an old box of sidewalk chalk from when our kids were young. I don't know why it's still down in the basement, but um, so I used that instead. So I found the studs, and the easiest way is you, with a hammer and a finishing nail. And you just drive it into the wall. You try to take a guess where the studs would be. You know, you usually start with 
a wall outlet or a or a switch, a wall switch. There's those boxes are usually nailed to a stud, so you can start there and then measure over, ordinarily 16 inches. And if you're going to drive the nail through the drywall to to find the stud, of course, do it below the height of the baseboard, so you won't see these little holes. But once you find the center of each stud, just put a, a mark on the floor right in front of the stud with the with the chalk. Put the molding in place, nail it up. Then with just with a swipe of your hand, you remove the chalk. I oh, thought I was going to have to come back with like a damp cloth, but I didn't even right. have to do that. I just wiped oh, it with my hand. It came right off. So that's a simple solution. Use chalk, not tape. Oh, in fact, that guide. should work anywhere. You could do this on the wall, sure. you know, um, on a ceiling. If you're nailing something up to a ceiling, you want to find the joist and just wipe it away. And the problem with tape, besides being expensive, you don't want to put it on the wall and accidentally mm-hmm. peel off any paint or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great idea. And it is, you know, it's it's the right way to do it when you can hit that center of that stud so that you can make sure that you get it as strong as you possibly can. Well, that'll be a, a, that's another great simple solution. You can see a whole lot more by going to today's homeowner.com slash simple solution. And also I want you to uh, check out what where you can see the Today's Homeowner television show this weekend. This particular show, brand new show you can see this weekend called A Functional Facelift, and what we did here is, uh, you know, garage doors make up a, a a big part of the front of many houses. So that drives the curb appeal of your home considerably. Well, we took on a curb appeal project where we did a lot of very simple things. First of all, we did replace the garage doors because the two garage doors that were on there were fiberglass doors. They didn't even match. There were two of them and only one of them worked. So yes, they needed some <laughs> new garage doors. So How long our, did they live with one garage door working? Well, it was, they, you know, the, the, the gentleman had bought the house and was probably there a year or so doing other things. He had right. lots of lots of projects. Uh, so that wasn't high on his list, but boy, did it make a difference. And we also had some wrought iron that had been introduced into the front of the house at some point. It wasn't original to the house or the look of the house. We removed that and replaced it with some six by six columns with some trim around it. Man, that made a difference. Of course, plants make a big difference. And also there were three different kind of shades of concrete. So we the newer concrete we left alone, but the other two parts of concrete, we put a coating on it. Yes, it was Deitch coating, and boy, what a difference it made. Now, one part of it, we actually used a Portland cement and water, kind of made a little slurry with it there and painted over it, and it matched up very well. So a lot of little tips in this show that you can use to make the outside and the front of your house look a lot better. And again, just go to todayshomeowner.com and find out where you can see it in your neck of the woods. There's a lot of places that you can see our streaming episodes as well, over 500 episodes at Xumo, Tubi, Freevee, Pluto, Roku. Go check it all out. There's a lot of information, a lot of shows that you can see going back uh, 25 years. As we mentioned earlier, um, you know, this is our 25th year on national television. We just filmed our last show for this season, and you'll see it coming up very soon. We'll keep you posted right here on today's Homeowner Radio. Well, that pretty much wraps up the first hour of the show. I'm Danny Lippert, along with my buddy Joe Truini. Thanks so much for spending some of your busy weekend with us during this hour of today's Homeowner Radio.